Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 podcast with Matt and Tommy. Today, we are reflecting on the Canadian Grand Prix, a race that once again, we thought, oh, maybe. And then it kind of just simmered. This whole season is simmering at the moment, Tommy. But we are just waiting for that one boil as opposed to... Wait, is simmering still boiling? Technically? Technically is. But more aggressive boiling. There you go, science. Yeah, we're waiting for the whole 33 thing to, to come in. I feel like we'll be at the end of the season going... Yes, there's 33 this. Fernando Alonso is surely going to win this one as Max Verstappen, as you uh, remind everyone. It's his old number, so it's clearly just working for that. Yeah, I can feel like we'll get to Abu Dhabi and we'll go, surely Max can't win every race this year. <laughs> and uh, he probably will. Now, before we dive into our driver ratings, I'm going to share a five-star review with you. This one comes in from Jack W. Copsey from the UK. Please do leave a five-star review and let us know why. If you do love this podcast, it helps us out very, very much. This one from Jack says, I have listened to Matt and Tommy ever since I got into F1 and they were a massive help in my understanding of the sport. And even when I finally convinced my girlfriend to start watching, she now loves listening to you guys anyone could talk about f1 but what makes this podcast why did you do a thumbs up tommy this doesn't go in video like what what who is seeing that apart from me <laughs> tell me when you. will you learn it's for you uh, Anyone can talk about F1, but what makes this podcast stand out is their genuine friendship, good joke, which makes the shows even <laughs> more enjoyable. Thank you so much, Jack. Um, yes, true friendship. Hooray! Okay, Hooray, friends. Let's, <laughs> let's get into our F1 driver ratings then and begin with where we always begin. Uh, Logie Sarge started 18th, finished DNF, so didn't finish. I'm going to give him a 3 out of 10. Wasn't anywhere near Albon's pace, uh, but then, of course, he very much has a kindergarten um, car at the moment compared to Albon with all of his uh, fresh upgrades. And then difficult to rate after that, of course, because he had that mechanical failure. But once again, qualifying didn't really stand out, but I can't be too harsh. I can't give him a two or a one just purely because he didn't have the same car as Alex. No, I've gone for a four out of ten. Um, yeah, what more to say? Just isn't there at the moment even though he's taking some business calls mate what's what's that noise Hmm? (laughs) it's a reminder who was it it's a reminder if you're gonna have a a tone go off in the podcast you have to tell everyone what it was it was a reminder to sort um some a potential giveaway later on um oh keep an eye out p1 exclusively or um follow matt p1 tommy on social media for keep an eye out on that um that was what Follow the socials, keep an eye on Okay, anyway. Uh, right, Logie Sarge, four out of ten. It was an all right. But like, it's just, it's so hard to rate because he broke down immediately. But even though his kind of car isn't the same as Albon's, I still think he should be doing better. So let's go with a four. 
Okie dokie, we now move to his teammate, Alex Alban. Started ninth, finished seventh. Uh, it's got to be a 10 out of 10. Uh, P7 for a Williams is basically a victory for them, uh, particularly when we've been saying all year that it's really hard to get uh, to even uh, into the top eight. So seventh for a Williams is unbelievable result. Could be huge um, come the end of the season. And uh, yeah, Alban got those upgrades and boy, did he deliver with them. And uh, look, I know that that Williams is really good, but... He did you just, say you know just, that the Williams is really good? <laughs> I, know the Williams, I know the Williams is really good on a straight, but and and they've got that huge advantage there, really. But like, he still puts his car where he needs to be, and it's some good defensive driving. So, well done, Alex Albon. Well done, Alex Albon. Uh, I've also gone for a ten out of ten for Alex, driver of the day. Absolutely nailed it. I love the little G up from the uh, radio engineer as well. Like, you know, let's do an Alex Alban, you know, you're defensive, you know, you're good on the straight, all that good stuff. Yeah, it was uh, a phenomenal drive from Alex uh, and he should be very proud of himself. And as you say, seventh is a, a massive result for Williams. He ended up beating uh, an Aston Martin and, of course, a Mercedes that didn't finish. So... I don't think they ever had that on their bingo card at the start of the year. We now go to Nick DeVries. Started 17th, finished 18th. It's going to be a 2 out of 10 from me for, for Nick DeVries. Uh, I mean, whatever went on with that little battle was, was the with the ruining of his and Magnussen's race. Uh, it might seem quite harsh to give him a 2, but realistically doing that was almost like dnfing because of how much time uh, he lost making you know being quite aggressive i say overly aggressive into the first couple of corners trying to squeeze magnuson out of any room he potentially belonged uh, and then diving up the inside on a dirty track and and ruining both of their races it was uh, yes a bit of a shocker yeah it was a shocker i've gone for a three out of ten uh he beat sonoda in qualifying he looked like he was kind of around there but we've been saying this a lot with DeVries that okay just have a solid race where you're kind of with Sonoda and then there comes the mistake again um, and it's just high profile and gets everyone on his back all the chatter again comes back of oh we need to get rid of uh, DeVries he's not doing very well um, and it's just not what what he needs for his career so yeah three out of ten mm. clumsy clumsy overtake yeah why not a two out of interest uh, just because he beat a Sonoda in qualifying, so he just gets a little. You're giving extra him two extra points for from a one to a three. Well, no, because he carried on. He carried on. He qualified seventeenth, my boy. He didn't start tenth. <laughs> 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 okay, let's go to Yuki Sonoda then, who started nineteenth uh, and finished fourteenth. I got for a six out of ten for Yuki Sonoda. Um, just kind of normal race, like is all right, um, but wasn't his usual kind of. Um, yeah, wasn't his usual greatness uh, that he's been doing this year and putting greatness, it in. Well, not greatness, but you know what I mean. Being on the, but he didn't do his usual of being in the points and then dropping out of it. He was never there. So yeah, it was just a, a pretty quiet race for Yuki. And I don't really know why he pitted on lap one and then just ran the hard tyres for ages. But hey, because he's the goat. Yeah. Um, maybe was there any debris? I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of why he would have done that, but maybe he just wanted to, you know, run in clean air. Um, I've gone for a five out of 10 for Yuki. I, I can't uh, give him any higher than that because he finished 14th and started on the back row of the grid. So I'm not sure um, 
where that Yuki fanboying, and maybe that is that extra point there for the the six. six I thought six six is above average, isn't it? Like five is straight down the middle. He's sort of driving a tractor though, isn't he? That Alphatari, maybe. Well, it's, it's it's only a tractor when it suits you, but isn't it, mate? You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's... <laughs> I'm joking. You sound like um, the comment section now, jeez. <laughs> Look, I, we try Stick to be inclusive of the YouTube comments here, okay? I'm only asking the questions that perhaps will come up in the YouTube comments, but it's fine. Five or six, it doesn't matter. It's your opinion and you're allowed it. Let's go to Nico Holkenberg next. Started fifth, finished 15th. I'm going for a 6 out of 10 for Nico. We're going for 6 out of 10, Matt. I'm joking. Go on, carry Hey, I at least let you explain (laughs) first, then I questioned it. Um, I've gone for a 6 out of 10 because he was shafted by the safety car, pitted really early, um, uh, lap 7 or 8, I think it was, uh, had an amazing qualifying. Can't really take much away from him for that. It was was harsh as well, I think, the three-place penalty that he got. Um, And... You know, after that, Haas were just dogs. But I think you you have to kind of respect that Nico was was unfortunate in the race and and really deserved to be higher than fifteenth. But that Haas was just terrible in dry conditions. Yeah, I want to give like a six and a half, but we're not allowed to. So I'm going to upgrade it to a seven, uh, even though that seems like quite high for someone that finished fifteenth. But it wasn't his fault. He got screwed by the safety car, uh, and. We need some kind of props for that amazing qualifying performance um, to, to be, you know, sticking it on the front row. Uh, obviously, he got the penalty, but I don't think he gained from the red flag. It was just an unfortunate timing, wasn't it? Because he was the other side of the circuit. So, um, yeah, uh, I'll go for a seven for Hulkenberg. Why not treat him? You don't think he gained uh, on the from the red flag? What? Sorry? Uh, it, it's not like um, it was... I think the penalty is a weird one because like he like loads of people haven't had their laps cancelled. He's just kind of it was the other side of the track, if you like. So he's not like he's not sped through a red flag sector mm. to do his lap. It's just yeah. the unfortunate timing that he's crossing the line as someone completely the other side of the circuit has an accident. They throw the red flag as he's crossing the line and it obviously he didn't. It was weird as well in terminology that was like, we don't really think he did anything wrong. It almost said in that it was like, oh, you know, we, um, there was nothing he hadn't. Yeah, because he's not, he's not anywhere near the accident, right? He's completely the other side of the track. And because of the fact it's red flags and mini sets, it has to not count. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So it's a shame. It is a shame, um, but still, uh, I'm sure he, he, <laughs> I'm sure he'd he still would have got 13th or something. Yeah, he still would have got screwed wow. by the safety car um, <laughs> had he had he started second anyway. So uh, we now go to his teammate, Kevin Magnussen, started 13th, finished 17th. Uh, gone for a three out of 10. Uh, wasn't uh, on Hulk's pace in qualifying, but I mean, that was difficult. And then just, yeah, wasn't really there in the race. Um, obviously, the incident with DeVries wasn't his fault. Maybe... K-Mag is just being K-Mag and maybe could have just gone, um, letting this guy through and carry on. Um, I don't know, but but it's not a, not a good performance from, from K-Mag. No, and almost had an almighty crash with the back of Perez's car at the start, if we don't forget that as well. Oh, he course, was very yeah. lucky to uh, to not, not smash into the rear end uh, of Sergio. I'm going to give a 3 out of 10 as well uh, for, for K-Mag. He was in, like getting stuck in at the bottom end of the points at the beginning, but yeah, it just all kind of started to fall away. That Haas pace was was not great, and then yeah, he played his part as well uh, in that in that De Vries incident. Although I don't think it was as much his fault; it was just both of them being rather clumsy uh, throughout it, to be honest. And 
and yeah, and it, it ended his race. Uh, well, not ended his race, but ruined his chances of anything other than being a lap down. Uh, so poor K Mag. I'm sure he'll bounce back next time. Lance Stroll up next started 16th, finished 9th. I'm going to give a five out of ten for Lance. You know his qualifying was 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 shocking, um, and then had it all to do in the race. Was stuck in that train for for most of it. Uh, managed to to get Bottas on the on the line pretty much um, to finish P nine. Of course, with Lando's penalty as well. So yeah, it's like it's a decent recovery drive from where he was, but his teammate is literally at the front of the field. So. It's it still has to be seen as like what are you doing, Lance? Yeah, this one's a difficult one for me because I think four would be too harsh. So I'm going to go for a five as well. Um, yes, it was. You know, he's got a points finish, but he's driving a very good car, and Fernando Alonso is showing that that is a very good car. Um, and look, we don't expect him maybe to to be on Fernando Alonso's level, but surely you know fifth six and a lot of people i stand by my comment that putting p9 on the pit board is just a bit embarrassing really to you know because we've put it out on social now and some people are like look he recovered from 16th to 9th it's like and why was he 16th because he spun off in qualifying because he's not been very good so sorry stroll but you're kind of back to being a bit washed now so yeah five out of ten i'm almost convincing myself it should be a four now but now i'll go for a five <laughs> <laughs> Poor Lance. Um, yes, there was that one small glimmer of hope at Spain, but apart from that, it's not been not been all too good uh, for Lance. Uh, moving to the other side of the garage, Fernando Alonso started second, finished second. Gone for a nine out of ten for Fernando. Um, obviously, lost the place to Lewis at the start, but fought back with DRS, got the move done, and look said after Spain this won't happen again I'm not going to be off the podium and boom straight back on the podium in P2 um look this guy is just unbelievable and uh I shared an interview on my social oh my god this interview he did I hadn't seen it in the press conference where they asked him like do you reckon you can beat Perez and he just goes yes and then just sort of like Max and Lewis just like burst out laughing pretty much it doesn't say anything else like proper Kimmy answer yeah Alonso is just driving like an absolute legend at the moment and uh, showing that he's still got it he's still got it indeed I've gone for a 9 out of 10 as well uh, for Fernando of course it was a bit of a shame to see him lose uh, P2 at the beginning uh, to Lewis Hamilton uh, into turn 1 just purely because the Aston Martin looked like it had a bit more pace in it um, of course he went on to the hard tyres didn't he for the final stint which didn't prove to be particularly quick in comparison to, to Lewis who was who was chasing him down but I would have been very interested to see just how close Fernando could have got uh, to Max uh, if it wasn't for uh, the, the lifting and coasting that he had to do and managing a few issues in that car um, but still unbelievable drive from Fernando and you, you just start to wonder as people keep talking about Aston Martin closing the gap are they actually come on come on who knows i'm trying to be positive but i also think max had a dead bird in his brake duct so you know we <laughs> yeah. we cannot forget that valtteri bottas started 14th finished 10th gonna give a 7 out of 10 for old valtteri i mean his qualifying wasn't anything to shout home about but beat his teammate and then managed to secure a point in in what is and what was a decent race for him overall he was very much in the mix uh, for most of it and again i mean i think it helped a little bit with with alban uh, and to be fair i think it was a 
Hulkenberg, no, K-Mag tra- Hulkenberg train? At the beginning, it was a Hulkenberg train, I think, wasn't it? That just caused this all the way down from like 5th to 16th were just in this massive train. And, and that allowed for some of these drivers perhaps to be more in the mix than, than maybe um, they, they should have been. But Valtteri, great job. 7 out of 10. Yeah, I've gone for a 7 out of 10 as well. It was a solid result for Valtteri after, you know, it's been quite a poor run of form. Uh, and... Yeah, points aren't easy to come by now. We've had this conversation many times about maybe it's time to put them to 15th. So uh, points are very valuable at at the back of the grid. And uh, yeah, alpha still don't seem particularly great. So uh, 7 out of 10, good performance. Go on, Bottas. You got some. Uh, you got some compliments out of Tommy. That that's yeah. uh, that was a feel good stuff <laughs> right there. Show Guan Yu now started 20th, finished 16th. Yeah, it's a shame. I've gone for a three out of ten for Joe. Um, after that brilliant performance, in my opinion, the best drive of his career. Um, kind of, yeah, really, really poor. Don't know what the issue was. If there was an issue, but he started last in qualifying and then always on the back foot. Sixteenth, yeah, really poor weekend from from Joe. Just as he was getting loads of compliments about how great he's been, and you know on the pace with Bottas and then just had an absolute stinker so bad times I've gone for a 3 out of 10 as well for Joe I'm pretty sure he was blocked in some kind in qualifying which which basically meant he started 20th um, but then couldn't make a huge amount of ground up after that so a disappointing race as you say like he was looking so good and he was becoming almost looking like the number one in the team at, at some some phases for, uh, throughout this season and yeah uh, a weekend to forget for Joe uh, but I'm sure he'll bounce back uh, next time in, in Austria we now go to Oscar Piastri started 8th finished 11th i'm gonna go for a six out of ten for oscar again i just feel like he's the nearly man at the moment he was ahead of lando uh, during that race he was looking really good he was pulling moves on hulkenberg into turn one and you're thinking once again is this the race that oscar piastri fully sort of puts himself in the the conversation of okay, he is an up-and-coming star and and starting to potentially beat Lando. Of course, that didn't... Well, he did actually technically beat Lando in this race, but Lando getting an unsportsmanlike uh, uh, behaviour penalty. But as for Oscar, again, his pace was very close to Lando. I can't give him any higher than a six. He still didn't score points. I know. (laughs) But yeah, close, but we'll get there, Oscar. I fully believe it. I know, right? I've gone for a six out of ten as well. I feel like you could use my audio from every other driver ratings podcast and I totally agree with you that it's we just keep having this conversation of like, oh, he's so much closer to Lando than Danny Rick was and you're just waiting for that one performance where he's, he beats him and he, and it's so close and obviously he did beat him based on the, the, the penalty but, you know, he was ahead of Lando at one point. He was racing him. They raced really well together. Um, he's doing really well. I think he's actually doing really well, but his grades, you just can't give him higher because it's not quite there yet. Um, and I guess we know his potential as well because he's uh, a really highly rated driver. So yeah, six out of 10, I think is fair. Now Lando Norris started seventh, finished 13th. Gone for a six out of 10 as well. Uh, I think it's hard to separate them because Lando did obviously better. Um, big fan of the dive bombs, props for that. Uh, love a love a non DRS pass. Big fan of of those, and he was sending it into the hairpin a few times, which I loved. But unfortunately, the safety car infringement 
sorry, the unsporting behaviour, even though it probably should have been classed as a safety car infringement, um, dropped him down and out of the points, uh, which is a shame because, um, yeah, I still don't know where I stand on it. it, It's harsh if we're going on the old rules, it's the rules. So I understand if they start policing it on their way forward. So we'll see. Yeah, six out of ten for me as well for Lando. Um, as you say, he was he was providing the entertainment. Uh, I was really excited to see those dive bombs on one on his own teammate uh, into the hairpin, and and that was uh, a send and a half. That was from miles back. Uh, but clearly, Lando recognizing there was a bit of a train forming, and everyone just sort of giving themselves a little bit of space. He's oh yeah, you know you break first, no you. And Lando just went no, I'll break late then. And then uh, yeah, lovely move for Lando. And yeah, I'm sure he'll feel quite disappointed that he didn't come away with any points because he would have had he not had that five second penalty uh, over his shoulders um, so yeah six out of ten as well for Lando um, not not picking up as many points uh, as for McLaren as I would have expected uh, at this point uh, they're going to be gutted that they started seventh and eighth and got no points absolutely particularly when you had <laughs> drivers uh, at the back and well and a Williams finish seventh is not not good no not at all 
eight. No, I'm going for an eight. <laughs> I convinced myself. I was like, actually, no, it's like a good solid drive for the car he's in. So yeah, I'm going. To, I'm going for an eight. Our editor's going to hate you. Uh, I've gone for a seven out of ten uh, for Esteban. I think it was a good race. Eighth. It's yeah. It's it's solid. Um, of course, he had a, there was a couple of retirements um, from the top four teams as such. So finishing eighth could technically be 10th if that hadn't have happened. So um, 7 out of 10, I think, is, you know, kind of uh, constitutes a, a decent-ish race uh, from Ocon. Nothing to, to write home about, but still more points uh, that he's picking up for the team and, and once again proving that that he is uh, a very good driver in a team that, that he is soaked around him now and uh, can continue to, to build on this. It's just they need to produce a car that can actually get in the mix with the uh, the Aston Martins and the Ferraris and the Mercedes in order to really see what, what Ocon uh, can do there. We now go to Lewis Hamilton. Started third, finished third. I'm going to go with... I was going to say... Hmm... I'm going to go with an 8 out of 10 for, for Lewis. Uh, he obviously jumped Alonso at the start, uh, but then, of course, lost out when uh, when Fernando came back through. He was closing in towards the end uh, at, of Fernando. I, I probably would give him a 9 if he had beaten Fernando, but, but he didn't. Still, a very solid result. Can be very happy with that. And another podium. It's, uh, it's going to be a fascinating battle to see Hamilton and Alonso throughout the rest of this year, and I'm absolutely signed up for it. Yeah, definitely. They're proper bromance going on right now. But like you said in the podcast, it's only, it only takes that first bit of contact and it's exactly what, what was it last year when he said, this guy only knows how to race at the front and that they'll start doing some spicy radio messages about each other. Um, I have gone for a nine for Hamilton. It, it's really close. It's like borderline. Uh, it's a low, for me, it's like a lower nine than Fernando, but I think it's still a nine because it's a strong result. And just where that I say where the Red Bull is where Max is um you know you're only really hoping for second and third now so yeah I'll go for a for a nine because it's a a good result okie dokie we now go to someone who did not get a good result George Russell started fourth did not finish yeah I've gone for a two out of ten for George Russell uh gone savage because I think nowadays it's pretty rare that you see drivers make a essentially I know it wasn't race ending, but I guess it kind of was because it smashed it in I terms was, of like his yeah. points and then he retired anyway ending, later yeah. on. So, uh, yeah, not straight away. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, two out of 10, big, big error. Um, you know, George is quite, a, you know, he's losing touch with Hamilton in the points now. Uh, and he was on the back of Hamilton, you know, uh, and Alonso in that fight. Uh, and to throw away a really good points finish for for Mercedes is a is a big error, and um, yeah, it's not it's not really helping him sort of ditch the whole George Russell crashes a lot kind of thing that I think he mentioned when F one did their driver ratings uh, video, and he was like, "Oh, I've actually had quite a lot of shunts in in F one," uh, and you kind of look back and you think, "Yeah, he kind of kind of has." So yeah, big big error for for George huge error uh, two out of ten for me as well um it was an unforced error just ran wide hit the curb then 
clearly got on the power a little bit too aggressively as the car was still unsettled and smashed the the life out of that right rear and then of course had to retire because of his front brakes wearing and clearly they had to put the brake balance aggressively forward after yeeting probably some of their some of the brake on the rear um into uh, damage mcgee territory i'm going to call it um but yes george yeah completely and utterly threw it away unfortunately because he was looking really good he was very much in that fight for the podium uh with with alonso and hamilton and yeah, yeah he could tell he was gutted on the, on the radio so two out of ten for george we now go to ferrari carlos Sainz started 11th finished fifth I'm going to go with a 7 out of 10 uh, for Carlos. Big, you know, impeded Gasly in qualifying, which uh, was sketchy, to say the least, um, which obviously gave him a three-place grid drop. Um, after that, of course, was on that, that sort of Ferrari good strategy boat, which I now need to clarify that I am actually not happy with Ferrari at all because <laughs> they told uh, him to with come the in. strategy <laughs> it, uh, I'm happy with the drivers um Leclerc and I want to take back as well I said in the race podcast that Leclerc kind of goes with Ferrari which I mean I take back to a degree because I think he has done that in the past but this time out Leclerc said no I'm pretty sure Carlos then got on the radio and asked what is Leclerc doing and then that's when they fed the information and of course they both made that decision to stay out so Great job from the drivers. Ferrari did not mean to do that. So <laughs> I just had to clarify that. But um, but yeah, Carlos gets a seven from me. Yeah, I've gone for a seven as well. Dare I say Carlos's grades recently have become a bit Oscar Piastri as well, where you're like, he's nearly there. He's nearly, you know, if you think how far at the start of last season, uh, you know, he had an absolute stinker at the start of last year. He was making loads of mistakes. Leclerc was winning races and it looked like Carlos was absolutely nowhere. And the last few races, he still got an error in him. We saw it in FP3 when he, you know, smashed the car up. But he he does look a lot more like he's, you know, he's there and thereabouts with, with Shah now, which is great to see. So, um, yeah, seven out of 10, it's a, a solid drive. And I think it's very positive for him that it's looking like, he maybe has sort of, yeah, got more on top of that car and closer to his teammate now. Okay, now Charles Leclerc started 10th, finished 4th. This is a difficult one. It's almost about the same as Carlos, but I'm going to give him an 8, mainly because maybe I was too harsh on him last time, so it'll average out a little bit. And also that, you know, he's he's made it work with that, I watched the clip as well where I didn't quite realise when we did the race podcast that he was there going, no, I don't think that's right. And he's actually has finally taken the strategy into his own hands and been forceful with it and said, no, we, we should we should do this. So um, fair play to him for that. Um, but again, what might have been if it had started higher? And I think he does have to take some of the blame for qualifying because you know he made a mistake uh, at one point when, you know, that might have been just his banker lap on the inters and would have got into into Q3. So, uh, yeah, what might have been for Charles, but it's still an, a good performance, so 8 out of 10. So everyone might be surprised here, but I'm giving him a 7 out of 10 as well. I, I don't think they can really be separated. Carlos was told several times to not fight Charles, um, which was obviously a good strategy from Ferrari, but I think Carlos was, was very much on the pace. You know, Charles starting 10th, it was on him as well. I looked at a lot of people analysing 
that's that whole qualifying and yes ferrari didn't manage to get him on the right tire at the right time but there were also opportunities for him to still have made it through and to have had that opportunity to go through the q3 so I'm not putting all the blame on Ferrari, and that was a mistake from Charles to, to not have capitalised when everyone else was on those intermediates. Um, and my goodness me, uh, you know, Helmut Marco has said that Ferrari could have won the race because they were quicker than than Red Bull on both compounds. That's what I saw on online. So finishing fourth and fifth, I can't give them any higher than a seven because they could have won the race. Apparently, a lot of people are saying that. The, you know, and they, I think Charles Leclerc only finished three, four seconds behind Hamilton in the end. He, he had did, yeah. serious pace, and that makes me want to literally just throw myself into the sea. If I'm being completely honest with you, Tommy. Yeah, I know, right? Um, yeah, it's, it's very concerning that we said it was a missed opportunity, but the more stuff that we're learning about the race and what you know what we're finding out is that. Yeah, it was almost like probably second minimum. They should have been maybe second and third. So, yeesh. Yep, good. Right, let's move on. Uh, Sergio Perez next. Started 12th, finished 6th. Going to give him a 5 out of 10 for Checo. Didn't make Q3 again, which is... I mean, I know, Charles Leclerc also didn't make Q3. Whatever, don't care. Um, but he is in the best car on the grid by... I still believe a substantial margin um, that Max Verstappen winning margin or gap. I don't just take that with a pinch of salt, really seriously. Uh, and for Perez to have such little pace that he only finished sixth. Of course he pitted at the end of the, at the end for fastest lap. But if you, if you actually look at the, I know he pitted again, but obviously you know, he was trying to, uh, to take that point uh, away from whoever had it at the time. Maybe it was Hamilton. I'm not sure. Or Alonso, but <laughs> he finished nine seconds ahead of Albon, uh, yeah, which would know, have been right. 30 had he obviously not pitted. But in front of a Williams. He's in a Red Bull. And he's finishing one place out of a Williams. That's all you need to know, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he's got to be salvaging a podium. That's why I predict him on the podium, because that's why I think he should be, even if he has a terrible enough. qualifying. But I, I just don't get it. I don't understand how he can go from the start of the year winning races, looking incredibly impressive, to now just nowhere. And it's even more frustrating for us as viewers that Verstappen is romping away and there is no one now to compete with him. Whereas at the start, Perez was doing unbelievable things. Saudi, for example, just held Verstappen off. It was It was brilliant. So... God knows what's going on. Perhaps Perez is a momentum driver. I don't know. But there's one thing for certain. He does not have any momentum right now. Sure doesn't. Uh, I've gone for a four out of ten because starting 12th and finishing sixth is pretty awful. It has to be said. In a, in a car that, look, Max is finishing first every single race um, unless he has a you know, bit of bad luck or something happening qualifying, and then he still finishes second quite easily. So going from 12th to 6th um, in a Red Bull, it, it just isn't good enough. Um, and yeah, Perez is having an absolute shocker of form right now to to have missed Q3 three times in a row in in a car that, said so many times you know there's pleads online for you know we've got to stop red bull this sport's getting boring they're so yeah. dominant not in perez's hands they're not because he's not even he's finishing nine seconds ahead of a williams so no it's not it's not good 
Not good enough. I'm now wondering whether a four out of ten was better, but look, I've committed to a five. Um, let's go to Max Verstappen. Started first, finished first. It's a ten out of ten again. Um, yeah, you can't, you can't, you know, even if that car is extremely good, you can't give him any lower because he's, you know, lights to flag. I can't believe he's led every single lap. Um, since Miami when he took the lead in Miami but also I can because it kind of feels like he has <laughs> so um yeah uh, he's just driving the best he ever has and he's cruising as well you know like you say going over a sausage curb that has put George Russell out of the race and he's like haha I almost got knocked out there oh no <laughs> oh, nearly did That's, a George yeah, Russell you know? nearly oh, crashed into the wall and I'll only have a 50 point lead in the championship Oh no! Um, so yeah, it's just just on cruise control, and yeah, ten out of ten. And also, Too sorry, yeah, easy one, and yeah, uh, taking Hulkenberg's lap that didn't count. He's also one point five seconds quicker in qualifying than anyone, which is like that margin doesn't uh, exist nah, in modern gonna, Formula nah, One. I'm going to say that he came over the line just as the conditions were. I mean, to be fair, okay, he did so it's one point two seconds quicker than anyone, which is still it was one point two seconds quicker than Hulkenberg. I think that Verstappen got his lap in at a very good time because <laughs> Alonso was maybe halfway around. Either or, it was a fantastic qualifying from Max. Well done, but don't gas up. I reckon you know like <laughs> nine tenths. Um, but yes, uh, ten out of ten from me as well for Max. Matched Senna's forty-one wins. Um, Red Bull hundred wins now in Formula One. It might well be a thousand wins in in nine hundred races time. Uh, that's what it feels like at the moment. Anyway, it's yeah, uh, it it's just he's just so good. And as I keep saying, he had a he had a freaking dead bird in his brake duct. How has that not set his brakes on fire? That's how little he's pushing into corners. He's not even braking. Like it's crazy. So yeah, yeah. yeah, you have to respect where he is at the moment. He can't be touched by anyone. Um, so let's see what happens in Austria. Maybe we'll have someone other <laughs> they than They can't Bull. win every race. They, now we'll be saying they can't lead every lap, can they? Yeah, it's now because <laughs> they can't top every session and beat yeah. fastest in every sector. Oh, come on, Aston Martin. This is this is oh, a guy Ferrari, like in a Max Verstappen T-shirt yeah. with Max Verstappen stuff on his wall going, come on, Aston Martin. But look, I think the guy's bored himself. He's even said it. And I don't think he wants to. <laughs> he, he has. He doesn't want to just... He yeah, doesn't want to dominate. He's not, he's not that kind of driver. And that's not why I supported him in the first place. Like, I like to watch him drive wheel to wheel with people. That's probably why he goes sim racing as well. Like, as soon as he's uh, uh, finished the race, because he actually has some competition and can overtake people and stuff. So, yeah, it's. Um, oh, I'm sure he does want to see it. It's fine. Uh, I'm sure, you know, the FIA are going to stick their heads in the sand when Aston Martin and Mercedes and Ferrari spend 500 million more than everyone else and be like, oh, no, whoops, didn't see that. No, oh, oh, you lost that receipt. Don't worry about it. That's fine. It's anything to, to say Formula One at the moment, because uh, as I've said many times, uh, we are at a, a tipping point, potentially. Uh, in, let's see. Let's see what happens. Uh, let's now go to who is our P1. Alex Albon, for me... Just sensational, brilliant, great, great performance. Let's see if Williams can actually translate that into more races this year. Uh, if some people in the comments said, "Oh, well, Matt, Austria's, you know, Austria's got loads of straights," it's a, and yeah, fair enough, it is a power track. 
Um, but it is also higher above sea level, isn't it? And uh, they usually whack a bit more downforce on, which is not potentially what Williams enjoy. But let's see. It's uh, I'd love to see Alvin really mixing it with uh, with the sort of top midfield cars because that's where he belongs. Yeah, uh, I've also gone for Alex Alban. Can't really be anyone else uh, other than Max Verstappen, but that's boring because he's getting 10 out of 10 all the time. So Oh, so that's no. boring. It's boring when you do it for P1, but when you do your race prediction and your quality <laughs> prediction, that's not boring then, no? Well, I'm only, I'm only just predicting what's going to happen. Um, look, uh, Alban's drive was, yeah, so good. Uh, extremely well-deserved. And um, it's a shame he's cut the... Uh, I think he's cut his Red Bull ties. I know he doesn't have it on his helmet anymore and stuff, but you know they were they were saying that Albon could have been maybe getting the Red Bull stable again. And you know if he's don't if go. he's finishing, don't yeah, go there, Alex. I know. Don't I do know. it. Don't even like. Don't it's even, like Gasly that's, that's way. Like, why thing. would you go back? Yeah. But, uh, at the same time, you know, Perez is is. Only just finishing ahead of it. <laughs> Mate, in, uh, that is a Red poison Bull. chalice. No one yeah. wants to go in that Red Bull second seat. It is a career destroyer, is it not? Yeah, true. But hey, you'd get the odd, uh, the odd win every now and then. Mm. Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't think that's a guarantee anymore. Yeah, Verstappen just needs five dead birds in his brake duct, and then maybe you might get a win. Maybe there'll but, be a chance. Lovely. Okay, well, there we go. We now know how to overthrow Red Bull. It's uh, by releasing birds onto the track. <laughs> so there we go. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening to this F1 driver racing for the Canadian Grand Prix. Tommy, what are your final thoughts, please? Um, my thoughts are respect, RIP to the bird. Yeah, sacrificed for the, the good of the race and it still didn't change we tr- anything. We tried, but... Thank no, you, bird. We We appreciate it, but... We do, we do, we do yes. Goodbye, bird. Um, right, and my final thoughts are, got a week off to, you know, pretend Red Bull aren't dominating and we'll be back <laughs> uh, in Austria for the, for the weekend after. Um, but yes, we'll have plenty more content coming your way. We've got such an exciting video coming for you very soon involving two Ferrari drivers. Get ready for that over on our YouTube channel. Don't know when exactly it's coming out, but my God, be ready for it because it's one of my favorite, if if not the favorite video I've ever been part of in ev- ev- uh, anything it's ever. Hilarious! So it's so funny. I can't wait for that to to make the light of day. It's and we've got good. some incredible news around um, uh, an upcoming Grand Prix that is hosted mm. in uh, this country that we reside in. We've got so much amazing news to to tell you soon. Um, so look forward Can't to that wait. as well. And uh, thank you, Tommy, as always. I am melting, so I'm going to put my fan back on now because I'm not allowed to do it during the podcast. And we'll see you very soon for another pod slash content thing. Bye. 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 Fan. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's going to be the outro every single time now. Yeah, yeah, it's a heat wave. <laughs>
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.